The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 196. Monday, June 4th, 2012. This is the Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 196. I am Rob. You are Greg. Hello. And we are doing something we haven't done in a long time. We are recording in the car. On the move. On the move, while it's moving. Well, we're not moving much now. Of course, we are in New Jersey. We are on uh, the Garden State Parkway heading south. Should we tell them where we're heading to? Uh, Fine. All right, we have three destinations today. One destination is a retro arcade in Red Bank, New Jersey, called Yestercade. Yestercades. Another destination is the Secret Stash comic book store, also in Red Bank, New Jersey. That's the the comic book store owned by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. We'll see if any of the people from the show are working at the store today. Uh, what channel is that on, by the way? AMC. AMC. And then the third destination is in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Is well, it just called the Pinball Museum? Well, it's really the first destination, but it's called the uh, Silver Ball Museum. It's uh, right on the boardwalk in Asbury Park. And it is a pinball museum. Hasbury Park in a hometown is sort of me, Bruce Springsteen. Howdy. Yeah, our listener, Steve Rugel or whatever Rugel. his name. Rugel. Rugel. Uh, he posted a comment on PornStevenson.com on episode 195, and he said, I never knew that Bruce Springsteen sounded like George W. Bush. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I can't respond to that because I have no idea what Bruce Springsteen even sounds uh, like. Is that the way he talks? Yes. He sounds like George W. Bush. doesn't sound like George W. Bush. My impersonation might sound like that. <laughs> he does sound... I've said that before. He, for, I don't know what it is. He's got this, like, weird... Like southern accent. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> hey y'all! It's hey. me, Bruce Springsteen. Hey, it's me, Bruce Get Springsteen. Hey, he just sounds like a like a soft-spoken Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> hey, hey, get her done. Get her done. <laughs> me, Bruce Springsteen. Hey. You know, last night on Comedy, I didn't watch it, but last night on Comedy Central they had the roast of Larry the Cable Guy. Oh. And it was like Jeff Foxworthy, to, you know, in, in, in the... You're dis- my bear, redneck. In the description in the cable guide, it said Jeff Foxworthy, um... I don't even remember who else. But it was, it was Ron whole, White. Yeah, a whole bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> Probably a Brett... What was her name? Brett Butler? Butler, yeah. Yeah, what, whatever happened to Brett Butler? Oh, God, good. She was a stand-up comedian in the 1990s. She had her own sitcom... What was it called? Grace Under Fire? Yeah, she kind of got replaced. 
like in the token like hillbilly sitcom with uh, Reba McIntyre. Terrible actress. I, I don't understand that, but that's basically what happened to her. Brett Butler. Brett Whatever Butler. happened to her. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, we so are, yeah. yeah. So, Parkway <laughs> South, which we just crossed exit 142. Okay. Uh, For those who are tracking us at home. That's going to be kind of pointless since <laughs> this is recorded. Um, yeah, so we're having a, it's a mini cannonball run for us. TJ! It is a Punch Stevenson show field trip. Yeah. Welcome to the Punch Stevenson show. Yeah, so we're going to go to these places, uh, we're going to try and get some uh, pictures and maybe some video and, and maybe interview uh, some of the, uh, the vampire? people there. What? Interview with a vampire? <laughs> Louie! Oh, Louie! I hated that movie. I never saw it. So. <laughs> Was that the not. Anne Rice thing? Uh, yeah, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Never saw it. Tom Cruise. <laughs> help me help you. But he's a vampire. <laughs> help me suck your blood. God. Ah, traffic. Ben Stiller does a great Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Alright, let me pull up my notes. <clears throat> Should we start off with more celebrity deaths? I guess. All right. Now, I don't have all the statistics with me because we are mobile. We are currently mobile. So you have a smartphone now? Again. Yeah, but I don't feel like looking it up. All right. Um, so this woman died recently, uh, May 2012, 63 years old. She was... Queen of disco. Yeah, di legendary disco singer and... Steve Urkel's Aunt Una from Altoona on Family Matters, Donna Summer. Wouldn't it have been an aunt? Oh, I don't know. Isn't that how they... That's how uh, Southerners say it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Donna Summer, dead. Yeah, Donna Summer. And another disco yeah, legend. Yeah, bad, bad time for disco. <laughs> Two disco legends. He... This person also died May 2012, 62 years old, died of uh, was it colon cancer. He was, um, again, a, 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 a disco singer. He was a member of the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. And... Staying alive. And, well, <laughs> not staying alive. No. no. And uh, Ruiner... Of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely <laughs> Arts Club band. Oh, come on. You can blame him for that. One of the ruiners. One of them. Robin Gibb. Robin Gibb. Yes. One of the Gibb... The, the third Gibb brother to die. Yeah. There's one remaining. Barry Gibb is still Barry. alive. Andy Gibb died. 
many Mor- years ago. Morris or Maurice Gibb died and uh, Robin Gibb died. Uh, in terms of Sergeant Pepper, I mean, what re- if you had to put your finger on what the, <laughs> what the problem was with that movie, what would it be? Well, everything. Uh, <laughs> who directed that? I don't know. Probably them. I don't know. The Be- the Beatles? <laughs> it's me uh, love. I directed, I directed me own uh, movie. Love. What was his movie? I mean, you... I'll give my regards to oh, the God and uh, Magical Mystery Tour. That's right, love. You know, you know. Steven Spielberg called me up. He said, he said I studied your movie in, in film school, love. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so we've talked about this uh, in, in in several recent episodes, giving some updates. Yeah. The Celebrity Apprentice. Ugh. Did yeah. you watch the finale? No, I didn't know. I, I got tired of watching it like... Oh, come on! About a month ago. And I, I would just tune in for the like the last ten minutes to see who we fired. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, it's too boring. So, so this season's Celebrity Apprentice... Yeah. Arsenio! Arsenio Hall yeah. beat Clay, Clay Aiken once again coming in second, second place. This is the third reality competition he's come in second. What was the other one? Well, he was on the American ce- Idol. He was on the Celebrity Apprentice. Another time. But he was? Yes. Clay Aiken? Yes. He was on the past one. I think he finished second. I know he didn't win. What? He's yeah. been on it twice. Yeah, this is his second time. Oh, and that's the, ridiculous. You don't remember, like, in the beginning, he kept saying, like, well, I'm here again. I'm not going to lose this time. Like, I well, know. He was referring to American Idol. No, I think he was on that. Oh. Celebrity. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I can't look <laughs> it up now. We're on the road. Uh, on the road again. So Arsenio Hall. And then uh, on, on his team... On Arsenio's team, helping him with his final challenge was a and uh, me, uh, uh, Adam Carolla. Uh, I, I, I sent my crew to film Magic Johnson. Uh, uh, and why, why do I talk like this? Uh, He's like a really slow-talking James uh, Cagney. And <laughs> uh, uh, you see here, uh, rubbing the tree. Out of school in Syria. And, you, you know, the the finale of Celebrity Apprentice, it's always live. And they bring everyone out, and, they're, and, and you know, Donald Trump's trying to, like, needle them and goad them yeah. into, into gossiping and hey. saying bad things about each other. Whoa. And Lisa Lampanelli and Ugh. Aubrey O'Day, who's a complete loser, uh, they both mind. come out, and I... I swear to God, they must have gotten high right before, like, backstage, because they both came out and they were just completely unlike how they normally are. They're, like, laughing and, and really giddy, and, like, they, they couldn't stop talking a mile a minute. Yeah. It's really weird. But was uh, Lou Ferrigno there? He was, actually. It's a Tom. It's a Tom. Top, I give a hundred ten percent at the top. I swear to God, Lisa, if you were a man right now, I swear to God, you'd be through that wall. I told you to the wall. 
Here's my question. Next season, if you were in charge of the Celebrity Apprentice, next season, who would you, in, 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 in fantasy, like, what, let's pretend this is, we have a fantasy Celebrity Apprentice League. Who would you draft onto the Celebrity Apprentice, well, ideally? To win or just to be a disaster? To be a disaster. To be a cast member. Well, obviously I would say, like, Gary Busey, but he's already been right. on it. Eh, it's, it's me, Gary Busey. Um, I mean, can, I, can I bring my shaman? You know, you're always, they're always going to have, like, the reality rejects and the celebrity rejects, you know, it's... I have some good ones that I would like to see on the celeb- on, on next season of Celebrity Apprentice. I would say Huey Lewis. That, that would be a great one. Dennis Haskins. Oh, God. Come on, that would be awesome. Screech. Yeah, they'd probably, they'd probably wind up with Screech, if anybody. Dustin know. Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Um, uh, Um, who else was I coming up with? I said, oh, uh, Danny Bonaducci, of course. You have to have him. He's like, he's totally yeah, celebrity he's, apprentice caliber yeah, material. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> I had to lose him. Uh, I would say somebody like uh, the former baseball player, if he's out of jail, Lenny Dykstra, <laughs> who's just continuously being sued by people and wow. for ripping everybody off. Maybe him. Um, you know who was on the final episode of this season was uh, Oral Hershiser. Okay. He just happened to come to Clay Aiken's party or, or his event. Uh, who, I, I had a whole list, and now I'm drawing a blank. Is it Danny Bonaduce? How about me, Stanley? <laughs> I think Steve Rugel's gonna kill us. Oh, well, too bad. It's me, Web Schlingers. I'm Trump, man. I trump everybody. <laughs> I trump the evildoers. With a trumpet. With a trumpet. I blow a trumpet in the evildoers' ears, and then they go <laughs> deaf, and then I sneak up behind them and strangle them with a piano wire. Uh, me, Stanley, the man. Uh, shit. I would say, uh, I'd say like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, 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 yeah, well, he, he's another one that, that, like, he talks real slow. He's like, eh. Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, uh, is the OJ trial still going on? Uh, go to, get OJ if he ever gets out of jail. Oh Wait, he's back in jail? Yeah, but he's been in jail for like four years. For what? He he uh, robbed those people in Las Vegas. Oh, the hotel thing? Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I would not say the douche. Hey, what about Frank Stallone? Because I wouldn't want to put her in that position. Nobody cares about Frank Stallone. Exactly. Hence the celebrity apprentice. Uh, Why do I keep saying celebrity? I don't know. Celebrity. Celebrity apprentice. Uh, well, he's, I would have said Jeff Conway, but he's dead. No. <laughs> Call nine one one. Call nine one one. That's all he would say the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, there's gotta be other people. 
Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Come on, some washed up Pepsi Hammer, Vanilla uh, Ice, Scott Bayo, Willie Ames. Willie Ames. He'd be perfect. Come on, they gotta get him on Celebrity Apprentice. Well, see, the problem with that is when they normally pick, they only, they usually don't just, go, the thing is, they don't just go out and pick rejects. <laughs> like, they have in the past, and I think they've gotten away from that. Because it was just a disaster, and they get voted <laughs> off immediately. Like that Tom Green, who was uh, a complete oh, and utter disaster. Daddy, daddy. So Tom. So uh, I mean, you, you can't get somebody like him. What about? So like, they tend to get these people who have like done some kind of business or, or something like that. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Please, Ralph Macchio. Artie Lang. <laughs> Drunk. Oh, that's true. Alright, so next, what do you got? Um, well, not that we care, but apparently the uh, the new G.I. Joe movie, Retaliation, starring The Rock and Bruce Willis. Um, do you smell uh, The Rock why do you so far cooking? Away? Um, they, uh, they pushed it back. It was supposed to come out, I think, this month. Yeah, or, well, or this June. This summer, yeah. yeah. Summer 2012. I think it was supposed to come out, I think, in June. I'm not sure. And they pushed it back to March of 2013. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster anyway, but... Well, supposedly, the reason why is... Uh, because they want to convert it to 3D. Why wouldn't they have done that in the first place? I don't know. And first of all, nobody is going to see this thing in 3D. For the fact, everything's in 3D now. I mean, who cares? And, and it doesn't take them that long to do a 3D conversion, unless you're George Lucas. <laughs> then it takes you a year. G.I. Joe is the company uh, of America's highly trained disaster. special mission Honestly, I was surprised. I mean, this is probably the only thing they could do other than just do what they did with the first G.I. Joe cartoon movie, which was not even have it in theaters, just yeah. go straight to video. Because yeah. nobody is going to go see this thing. I have to be honest, they should just re-release the 1986 animated movie in theaters. Oh. Be be it wouldn't do better. It would be better. Maybe. Trust me. I don't know. That wasn't all that great. Well, no, but... Um, yeah. Did you know in England... G.I. Joe, you know, like Transformers was on TV. G.I. Joe was on TV, but it wasn't called G.I. Joe. It was called Action Force. Action Force. And, yeah. and uh, David in England said that they redubbed the voices, but, like, you could still hear the original voices on the... Oh, movie. God. Why would they redub the voices? English. Wasn't that the cartoon? David, wasn't that the cartoon you were talking about? Action Force, where yeah. they, they redubbed the voices? Well, I don't know if they redubbed the voices, but G.I. Joe in in Europe and in most places outside of the U.S. was called Action Force. Yeah. Because they, they Hasbro was concerned that it would be seen as too pro-American and, <laughs> and they would hate it or something like that. Action Force is the... It's the name of the highly trained special mission force. Uh, of, of England's highly trained yeah. special mission force. 
It just doesn't sound right, stupid. <laughs> England's highly trained special mission force. I don't know why, it just doesn't sound Another, right. Another uh, stupid thing is in this, this new Bond movie that's coming out this year, Skyfall. Yeah. They're, um... Rather than, you know, how in every other Bond movie, when he needs an alcoholic beverage, you know, he's like, what will you have? And he'd be like, uh, vodka martini, you know, shaken, not stirred. Right. Every time. Right. Well, apparently in this movie, no. Was it going to be a Zima? No, it's just a Heineken. Because they, Wait, what? they sold sponsorship to Heineken. James Bond drinks Heineken So, now? like, everywhere he goes, he's going to be drinking a Heineken. Is he going to shake it before he opens it? No. That spray all over his face? <laughs> well, I don't know how that would happen. It's not carbonated, but I guess it could happen, yeah. <laughs> Wait, beer's... Isn't beer, uh... No, yeah, I guess that's fermented. true. Yeah. Whatever. Wow. They are just... Heineken. Wow. That is... That is... I'm not even a giant James Bond fan. Ridiculous. And even to me, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they just don't care. Who's gonna be uh, James Bond? And it's still Daniel Craig. It's not Louis Anderson. What? <laughs> Give me a Heineken, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Actually, no. Just give me pudding <laughs> and hot dog and a milkshake. Survey says I'm gonna shoot you. Oh, since when does Louis Anderson so fester the cat? <laughs> I mean, I'm Louis. <laughs> You're despicable. He talks like this. Despicable. He, he talks like that. I can't help it. <laughs> Look at that gap teeth. I mean, Louis Anderson. Time to play the field. All right, all right. So, um, yeah, so uh, another thing with Bond, I saw, I think it's, I think Activision still has the license for the games. I think it's them. Um... But they're they're doing uh, the new game they're coming out for with uh, PS3, Xbox 360 is called 007 Legends, and basically you play through like six Bond movies, and I saw like the trailer was Moonraker, and so like you know they I don't know they may have gotten some of the original actors if they were still alive, but you know the the, the characters look exactly as they did. Yeah. And it's a, it's a first-person shooter, so it doesn't really matter that much. But still, it's it's annoying, kind of like with GoldenEye Reloaded, where it's Daniel Craig as Bond. But in all the movies? Yes. What? But these were movies where he was not in the movie. He wasn't even born yet. Well, he was probably born yet, but, oh, but you know what I mean. I know. It, it, it's probably not as bad. I, I don't know, because it's, it's just a, a first-person shooter. Yeah, well, you um, can't see yourself. So you can't see him most of the time, but I just think that was... It's kind of stupid, but, uh, you know, I guess they did... They, I mean, the problem is, you know, how many... You know, you can't... I mean, George Lazenby is probably not any money, but you can't license Sean Connery. It's <laughs> yeah, too expensive. One million dollars. That's right. Punch uh, the keys. Ro you know, Roger Moore's probably a lot of money. I don't know about Dalton. Brosnan, probably the same thing. Wait, hold this for a second. I have to do something. The hell are you doing? Here's my keys, dammit! Uh, punch them! Punch the keys! Punch the keys, dammit! I'm punching the keys! Oh, God, he's literally... You hear me? I'm punch literally punching the keys. One million dollars! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Why would anybody punch keys? 
I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, you know, in the video game, one of James Bond's uh, weapons should be he throws Heineken, like, (laughs) empty Heineken beer bottles at the bad guy. (laughs) Like, you can put in a code to unlock the Heineken weapon. I mean, come on, it, it couldn't even be some kind of, like, like higher-end beer. It had to be Heineken. Yeah, Heineken. All right, what else? Uh... What if, what if they got me as James Bond again? I, what if no. they got me? Oh, no. Kill him. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? This is a terrorist. Mr. Bond. I, I, no, these, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> I guess, all right, I guess uh, also video game related was that uh, G4, which is the network that all the geeks hate, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be the geek network. Oh, it's, it's awful. Um, Do they still show Ninja Warrior? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, now NBC made American Ninja Warrior. Well, no, it's G4. Uh, they've had that. No, I know. But now, I think it's NBC. It's, it's one of the major networks. They're, it's brand new. American Ninja Warrior. It's the same. It's a ripoff. Yes, the same I, thing. It's G4. They do that. No, I know. But oh, one of the networks is making a new one. Well, NBC owns that now because they merged with Comcast. So, well, so then maybe it's ABC, NBC, whatever. One of the networks is making a new American Ninja Warrior. It's probably NBC. Um, yeah. Well, what they've done is they've had a quote unquote. American Ninja Warrior like trial to see and then like the first like the top finishers go to Japan to compete on the real Ninja Warrior (laughs) but you know the big thing is that the Americans go there and always fare terribly yeah you know but the anyway the thing that makes Ninja Warrior so great the Japanese original version is you get all these Japanese kooks (laughs) line up and it's like within two seconds they fall face first in the mud yeah alright so what anyway next topic no 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 so uh, so G4 which was originally Tech TV which is when all the geeks loved it which was originally CD TV yes Ziff Davis yeah um you know it's Everybody hates it now because basically it's all reruns of like cops. It's, it's and garbage. It's terrible. Well, I still like Attack of the Show. Um, some people still like X Play, which is the video game show. It's I wasn't garbage. really into it. But anyway, the point being, Adam Sessler, who's been on that channel for like, I don't know, 10 years since the beginning, <laughs> is leaving. Basically, they didn't retain him, so he's out. I have to say that. Watching him on TV a couple of times and seeing his picture online a couple of times. There's no neck. I well he has no neck, but I, I I genuinely like I'm not making fun. I just genuinely thought he was like, you know, maybe like fifty years old. <laughs> Cause he looks old. And then I looked it up, he's like thirty-eight. Yeah. Wow. This guy's thirty-eight years old. He's bald, he's wrinkled. Okay. What the heck? He's a gamer geek. I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, yeah, Adam Sessler is is out. And also, Kevin Pereira, who's been 
the host, the co-host of Attack of the Show for like ages, he's leaving too. So basically, every single like personality from the old days is now gone. What about Olivia Mune? Mun? No, she's she's she left a couple of years ago. Oh, what does she do now? Uh, she's done a couple of different like pilots and shows that don't last. Uh, Weren't there a couple other... No, who was the other one that did Attack of the Show? The other woman? Yeah, Olivia Munn. No, but who was the other woman? Wasn't there... Or no, X-Play, I'm thinking. Oh, Morgan Webb. Yeah, so what is she She's still there. But, I mean... What else is she Yeah, it's at the point now where it's it's just... You know, I like it, like I said, I like Attack of the Show. I think it's, it's funny... And they have good segments where they review products and they get a lot of, like, uh, the TV and movie people on there to interview and stuff like that. And they do funny bits and that kind of stuff. So I don't know why, uh, like, quote-unquote, the geeks, some of them don't like it. I I think it's funny. But anyway, I mean, without him, uh, I mean, they'll probably, uh, maybe they'll get, like, Chris Hardwick or something to replace him. He's kind of old I now. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. But anyway, the funny thing is, what I, like we talked about in the last episode, Hardwick is part of that Nerdist channel where they do a lot of interviews and stuff on the web. And that really is the kind of, like, geek channel that people want. They want to see, like, interviews and talk about, like, video games and, and movies and all that stuff. Like, new stuff. You know, not five million reruns of fucking cops. Oh, yeah. Which has n- nobody wants to see that garbage, but it Comcast they don't care, so they're garbage. Uh, Speaking of TV shows, yeah, have you seen this TV show called Bait Car? No. <laughs> oh my God, it's hilarious. B a i t Bait Car. It's a show along the Fishing. lines of cops. And there's a group of police officers, and they're in different cars in a city. For example, uh, I saw a recent episode where they were in the Tenderloin neighborhood of San Francisco, which our good friend Dennis explained to us was uh, a very, very, very bad neighborhood in San Francisco. So let's say they're th- these these four or five police officers. They're in the tenderloin. Yeah. Uh, they take a car. They park it. You know, they, they they just park it on the street. But they leave it running. They leave the keys in the car and they leave the door open. <laughs> and okay. down the street, they're in. You know, the, the the various police officers are each in a different unmarked car. Yeah. And they just sit there and they wait and see if somebody's going to get in this car and close the door and drive Uh, away. And then when they do... They arrest them. Well, no. They start following the person. And they see where the person's going to go. And inside the bait car are video cameras and microphones. So they can see what the person's doing, what the person's saying. Yeah. And there's GPS so they can track where the car's going. And then they let the person go for, like, you know, five, ten minutes. And then they hit a switch, a remote control switch, and it just kills the car. Nah. So, like, 
this one guy like like crashed into a tree like, like they hit the switch and he crashed into a tree oh this this is makes no sense the legal ramifications of this not what channel is this and on i don't remember enough and then they uh so then when they hit the kill switch they all surround the car and the person always tries to run away. Oh, God. This, this is just... This is entrapment. This, how can this be legal? I don't know. This is like that stupid Catch the catch a Predator show. I don't know. And then they end up tackling the person. And inevitably, the person is always... In every one of these episodes that I've seen, the person that, that ends up stealing the car is always on parole. <laughs> For doing something, and yeah. then, you know, so then they cuff the guy. He starts crying. They throw him in the back of the cop car. He starts kicking the windows and the doors and screaming. This is, you know, whatever. It's uh, hilarious. That just doesn't make any sense. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, what else? Uh, did you hear Michael McKean got run over by a car in New York? The bait car. <laughs> No, no, wait, wait, no, I didn't. What happened? Uh, yeah, it was the other day. He was, uh, he was like, there. You know, there's a there's a Barnes and Noble at like 86 in Lexington, up there. Uh, okay. It was around that neighborhood, you know, and he was on the sidewalk, I think, and some car was out of control, and yeah. ran him over and like broke his leg. Uh-huh. So it was like on TMZ, you know. There's this picture of him on the the stretcher. And he's trying to use his iPhone, and they won't let him. Oh, is he okay? I guess. I think he had a broken leg, but... Is he posting pictures of his broken leg on Twitter? I don't know. Like Tom Hanks? Oh, God. With his thumb? Yeah, his stupid thumb. Uh, I don't know. Well, I hope Michael McKeon is okay. Yeah. Because I like Michael McKeon. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> For some reason... I, 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 I saw on YouTube... Somehow, like, I, I ended up stumbling upon these videos. But on YouTube, I ended up seeing Dana Carvey's uh. Saturday Night Live audition tape. Uh. And he did that thing, the, the Chopping Broccoli song. Do you know that? No. Uh, he gets behind the piano, and he starts playing this sad-sounding song. And he goes, you know... You ever notice how, like, these really serious rock songs, these, these rock guys who take themselves so seriously, if you really listen to the lyrics and watch them sing, it just seems like they're making it up as they go along. <laughs> so he starts playing this sad song on the piano. He's like, There's this lady I know And if, if I didn't know her She'd be the lady I didn't know. <laughs> He's like playing this song. She goes out to the store. She buys some broccoli. She brings it home. And she's chopping broccoli. She's chopping broccoli. <laughs> she's chopping broccoli. She's chopping broccoli. It's like, I, the, the, I'm singing it out of context. It sounds completely ridiculous, but it's hilarious. Go to YouTube.com and type in Dana Carvey SNL audition. It's hilarious. Wait, and Lauren Michaels hasn't thrown this off of YouTube yet? Surprisingly, no. No. 
And there's other ones. There's a, a Phil Hartman's SNL audition. To, it, it, it must be on the DVD, you know, like the best uh, of Dana yeah, Carvey yeah, or yeah. the best of... Uh, the best of Phil Hartman, but the, yeah, you can. There was one John Belushi's audition. It's pretty cool to see that Phil Hartman. You know, it's like they get up there and they're they're all nervous and like, so Lauren, what do you want me to do? And then you hear off camera like, do some impersonations. Like, yeah. oh, uh, all right, let's see, who do I do? Um, I don't know who who do I impersonate? It's like they're just like regular nervous people. Yeah. You know, Phil Hartman did a detective. He did a he did a detective character. He did, um, you know, like um, I'm Troy McClure. Like, like a, a you may remember me from such commercials as the uh, broccoli chopper. He did like like a Zap Brannigan, like from Futurama guy. Uh. It's me, Zap Brannigan. I'm going to zap you with my space ray. Oh, that was kind of cool. I like seeing stuff like that. I like seeing behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. like that. Did you want to do one of your other topics? Um, or do you want me to do another quick one? How many, how many minutes you got there already? 38. Wow. How come whenever people get a haircut, like when I get a haircut, for like the next four days at work, everybody's like, oh, hey, hey Rob, did you get a haircut? Well, it's like, no, no, I did not get a haircut. Oh, really? Because but your hair looks so much shorter. Yeah, you got a haircut. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I'm sure of it. Well, you maybe if you just said yes, you wouldn't hear about it again. Okay. Well, the, the, the reason is your so hair insistent. was the reason is your hair was like two feet long, and now it's like a foot long. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Any it's a big time, difference. Anytime if I, I got a haircut, people wouldn't notice. Anytime I get a haircut, did you get a haircut? No. Uh, Are you sure? Because it really looks like you got a haircut. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I, I swear to God, you got a haircut. Then why are you asking me if I got a haircut? If you're so sure, of course I got a haircut. Uh, PNC Bank Arts Center, an evening with Yanni. Oh, God. Yanni. The guy's still around? Yeah. All right, what I was going to say was... Um, <clears throat> we're at exit 114. Yeah, we're almost there. On the Parkway South. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, a couple of days ago, I finally decided to watch the Star Wars Ewok movies. What were they? Well, they, these were made after, shortly after Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, George Lucas, I forget, I think MGM made them. I, I can't remember. But basically, George Lucas like came up with the stories, and then like somebody else wrote the script and did the, you know, did the whole thing. Um, but they were children's movies. But they weren't in theaters. They were like, I think they were they were direct to TV. When was this? Uh, like eight, 84, 85. And uh, they involved they involved the Ewoks, you know, the little furry Ewoks from Return of the Jedi. Were any of the actors from the movies no. in these? Well, like they, Mark Hamill. No, no, no. So I mean, these were very, you know, these were low budget. There weren't really any special effects. And so I hadn't seen these 
in since the 80s probably were there any human characters yeah yeah there was like a little girl who was like the star and another guy was supposed to be her brother or something so like in the first one which was a caravan of courage um this like you know it, it's it's on the ewok planet the moon of endor but and it has some of the ewoks but it's really, like I said, it's low budget, and basically they have to, the little girl and her brother have to go rescue the parents who've been kidnapped by this, like, monster guy, and uh, this, like, giant, supposedly giant monster guy. It's just... Do the Ewoks speak? No, well, they speak in their Ewok language in that movie. What does that sound like? Or something like that. So how, so how am I supposed to understand what they're saying? Uh, well, because when they say something, then the little kid, like, repeats it or something, you know. <laughs> That's so stupid. Well, anyway, so I watched... Like, wait, wait, wait. You do the Ewok. <laughs> Did you just say that you wanted to eat ham off of my foot? That's uh, disgusting. Uh, Get away from me! That's disgusting! I have to get away from you! <laughs> well, yeah, so anyway, that was the first one. So The Paunch Stevenson Show reporter. So there was a lot of, like, you know, camera tricks where, you know, they would fight, like, this, like, creature who was, you know, small, but they would make it look like it was gigantic. You How? know? Huh? How? With camera tricks, you know, with the uh, superimposing and all oh, there. Oh, yeah, you know. right, right. So, uh, I don't know, it, it just very, you know, very low budget. <laughs> I mean, it was okay, I guess, for little, little, little kids might have liked it or something like that. So then the second one comes up, and the second one was, like, Battle for Endor or something. And they're fighting this, like, this other bad guy who's, who's, whose army is, like, these, like, skeleton-looking creatures. Make no sense. And the little girl, everybody in the family gets killed. Actually, the father was played by Paul Gleason from oh. uh, uh, Breakfast, Club. Breakfast Club and Die Hard. And um, so the whole family gets killed and she's lost with the Ewok guy. And they get captured or something. And then she winds up finding Wilford Brimley. <laughs> and Wilford Brimley is like playing this kind of like... It's very similar to the holiday special where, like, uh, Art Carney or B. Arthur were, like, friends with the Chewbacca family. Uh, you know, Chewbacca. Uh, you know, it's uh, Wilford Brimley. It's kind of stupid. And and so then they have to fight them. And, uh, God, it's just uh, it, it really, really low budget. Uh, there was a lot of, like... Uh, like, um, not claymation, but a lot of stop-motion animation. Yeah. And this is, like, 1985, and it just looked terrible. <laughs> the stop-motion just looked absolutely horrible. Wow. And, you know, so it was really cheesy. Uh, I didn't like the second one very much, but... Uh, it's just, one of my point would being, you know, just watching it again, I was just thinking, like, maybe... It, it literally has absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> other than the Ewoks that are in it. No, wait, now, now, how did you see these again? Well, I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> on the computer? Yeah, well, they came out on DVD about eight years ago. They did? Yeah. Officially? Yeah. Lucas allowed that? 
Well, it's. Uh, I mean, he has. I don't know if he has the full rights on those anymore, but. Oh. So, do you have the DVDs? No. <laughs> well, I was considering getting the DVDs, but after watching it, I'm like, ugh. These are terrible. I'm not even going to bother. Do the DVDs have any like behind the scenes? No, or? not really. Uh, I don't. They may have had something that was produced like back then, but no director commentary. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, they are part of the quote-unquote expanded Star Wars universe, but I mean, they're they're not all that great. So. Do you recommend them? Do you no. no, no, I don't even recommend them for Star Wars fans. <laughs> they have nothing to do with Star Wars other than the Ewoks. Yeah. Oh, and in the second movie, the Ewoks could speak English, or at least one of oh. them could, which nobody could understand because they were supposed to take place before Return of the Jedi, where the guy couldn't speak English. <laughs> so the Ewok could speak. Yet yeah. Bumblebee and Michael Bay's Transformers no. movies still cannot speak. Well, Bumblebee doesn't speak in the Transformers Prime show either. No. Anyway, why? I don't know. But anyway, the um, you know the walks. It, it's just strange how you know at the time how um, separated George Lucas was after he did the Star Wars trilogy. Where he basically, I guess, didn't care about, you know, what he did, what was done with Star Wars after that. I mean, you could tell. And he had these movies well, made and, and... Because it was more of just a fun thing. Well, no, I know, that, but... That, that people I, liked. I think that he just was like, you know, what, I've done these movies now, I'm done with them, I'm moving on. Yeah, well, then what happened? Well, no, then he had to go back to it because he's <laughs> a psychopath and change them. But anyway, so in relation to the Star Wars, um, there was a, a user on the Digital Press Forum. Uh, his uh, uh, That's his name there. Mar Marcus? Marcus Man 64 ds Well, that's his, his handle on the Digital Press. So he started this thread. I, I, he must not be that. Maybe he's a teenager or something. I don't know. But he started this thread basically saying that like you... Well, not even quite like you. He had never seen any of the six Star Wars movies at all. Yes. Ever. So he intended to watch all six. And what I recommended for him to do was just watch from episode one through six. Because I wanted to see somebody who, as an experiment, had not seen any Star Wars movies. And would start with the prequels before going into the, to the other ones. Yeah, so that's to, what he to did. To go in order. Yeah, so that's what he did. Like what I'm doing. <laughs> I know, but you're never going to see the other th three. And they come original. out in the theaters. That's going to be like five years. I have to only see them in theaters. Uh, Although, wait, no, that's not true. Because I didn't see, I didn't see part two and three in the theater. Well, where'd you see them? DVD. A bootleg? No. No, other people lent me the DVDs. Oh, God. Well, then you can, I can lend you the DVDs of the originals. The original originals? Well, I have, yeah, I have the or laser the new disc. Originals. No, I have the laser disc uh, edition. Not on laser disc, but. <laughs> Do you have the CED versions? <laughs> what is that? Remember the. Oh, yeah. Capacitance electric oh, disc, God. or whatever that was called? The RCA CED. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so he, he went in order, and he seemed to like all of them, um, which is what I kind of thought. And which is what George Lucas has said, basically, that 
you know, people who grew up with the prequels or something, they wouldn't have these strong feelings that, like, I have. But the thing, my thing is, you know what, I don't, I don't even care about the prequels. They stink, but, you know, fine. You know, that's him. They didn't come out that well, at least in my opinion. Whatever. Well, they didn't. So, you know, that's fine. My, again, what I can't stand is him going back and changing the originals, which did not need one thing changed at all. No. Because he's a psychopath. So anyway, this guy watched them all, and he had some comments on them. And then I found out, in, in talking with him, that he actually has listed... He actually wound up listening to our, the Pawn Show a couple of times and liked it. Ah, so Mark... What is it? Marcus Man 64 ds Welcome to the Pawn Steve. Well, that's if he's still listening. I am Rob. You are Greg. Uh, <laughs> Alright, is that it? No. Maybe no. I mean, is that no? We're still uh, going? No, no, Come I, on. Yeah, I have a couple of things. Uh, but we're not there yet. I know, but this is the. But you know, we're going to talk about the stuff after we leave the place. It's going to be like, right, real quick, along. real quick, real quick. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for David in England. Or, uh, actually, I have a question for anyone in England. <laughs> Do you remember an old children's cartoon show, Dr. Snuggles? <laughs> I think it was British. But I remember I remember seeing it when we were really little. It was like this old Benjamin Franklin looking guy on a pogo stick and it's like like he was talking to animals maybe or okay. I, I vaguely remember this cartoon. Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Snuggles. Alright. Um and of course, the other British cartoon, Simon in the Land of Chalk That uh, Wasn't that the... Hello, my name is Simon. Yes. It's very good. Uh, something that I think Esteban will appreciate, if he still listens, and that you will appreciate. Uh, I saw this SAP, what is that, Standard and Poor or something like that? The SNP. SNP. So what's what's SAP? SAP is is like a uh, it's a computer application. No, but it's someone who works at SAP. Okay. All right, a multimillionaire executive at SAP was caught stealing Legos from a Target st- from his local Target <laughs> store, and he had been doing this for a long time. Ah. Because he bought a very cheap product at, at Target. It's like a $1 product at Target. Yeah. Brought it home, scanned the barcode on the back of the package of that $1 whatever product it was. Yeah. Printed out multiple copies on, on like sticker paper. All right, yeah. Like label paper. Brought those barcodes on the sticker paper f- for the $1 product at Target put them on the backs of Lego sets and then rang up the Lego sets at the self-checkout and he would only pay like a dollar per Lego set. Uh, he sounds like a millionaire. <laughs> a multi-millionaire stealing a lot of them, Legos from Target. A lot of them are like uh, are like OCD with their cheapness. Oh, my God. This guy, he's a multi-millionaire. He could, just, he could make his own Lego factory and get all the Legos he wants wrong with this guy? Why is he playing with Legos? Good question. So obsessed. Uh, I have another whatever happened to. 
whatever happened to Henry Rollins? <laughs> he still plays his uh, music. He does? Yeah. And then I have one other thing. Uh, let me just pull this up here real quick. Evidently, there's there's a uh, an, an upcoming new celebrity dating show called The Choice. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you who was who will be appearing on it. Which celebrities? This thing ever? I don't really care, but hold on. Let's give it a sec. Alright, so Fox's upcoming celebrity dating show, The Choice, here are some of the celebrities that they, quote, celebrities, that will be on the dating show. Ready? Joe Jonas, I guess of the Jonas Brothers. Uh, (laughs) hold on. Um, why does this keep zooming out? I don't know, just forget it. Uh, Paulie D from the Jersey Shore reality show. And who else do you expect? (laughs) And Carmen Electra. Uh, What has Carmen Electra been up to? I don't know. Nothing. Are you going to watch this? No. Please stop. Okay, so, um... What we're going to do is uh, tune in next time for the thrilling conclusion of our uh, road trip. Because uh, basically, uh, it uh, there we did some interviews and some other. Uh, we talked about where we went to these the, the, the places that we were, we mentioned, and it just took too much time, so we're splitting it up. Same bat time, <laughs> same bat, bat channel. channel. That's right, Robin. Yeah, so episode 196, it's going to be really good. It's you, over. You don't want to miss it. No, 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 no. It's 197. This is 196. Episode. Oh, oh, I'm messing up everything. Uh. <laughs> Just for that. Episode 197, uh. Megatron. On the thrilling conclusion of G.I. Joe, <laughs> trip to Red Bank. Or Action Force. The thrilling conclusion. No, what the Action Force (laughs) ripoff. Nonsense. This is like that stupid The Catch a Predator show.